0: This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you.
1: Welcome to your deep dive for truth. Everyone out there is searching for the truth, but sometimes the truth hurts. It can have repercussions that are detrimental to the health and safety of you and your family. The first thing all truthers need to know is that the system will always try and discredit the information provider when said provider start informing the general population and get too close to the truth. Therefore, the Deep Dive for Truth team will be wearing their COVID masks to ensure we stay safe and anonymous while providing the opinions or facts that some of you may have never heard before. The desire for truth runs deep in all truthers. If you want to know more, join us on our Deep Dive content and support the Deep Dive for Truth team with your positive responses only. Any negative response is not appreciated. Red pill or blue pill, this choice is for real reality is here would you like to know more welcome to deep dive for truth
2: welcome to deep dive for truth this is big t for truth coming to you with Uh, another episode of Bizarre Turn of Events. This one is a twist that I didn't see coming, and it's very interesting. It's definitely important. It's called Watch the Water, and this is the world premiere, and you're not going to find this on any uh, normal um, media. So first of all, I'd like to say thanks for listening. I'm glad everybody's tuning in and having a good time. I mentioned how many countries were being heard in, and that's awesome, not to mention all over the United States. Real quick, I'm twisting up a coffee here. Thank you for Uh, helping me out you know the team goes through a couple two three four five coffees a day looking and digging and and uh, finding out what we want to put out there Uh, my favorite uh, again coffee's coffee but a friend of mine he said to me hey man you got to try this this uh coffee it's flavored and i said hmm i'm a regular coffee guy i said it's not really big into flavors he goes he goes listen do you like german chocolate cake i said yeah i like german chocolate cake he goes all right add a little extra cream a little extra sweetener and try this coffee and Lo and behold, uh, it tastes like German chocolate cake. It's actually Timothy's German chocolate cake. And man, I'll tell you what, who doesn't go for a little coffee and hit in the morning and some German chocolate cake because, uh, it's a, it's a great fit. But anyway, thanks for the, uh, coffee. I'm going to take a sip here. I uh, keep sending me those, uh, mission dollars and, uh, help me out with a cup of coffee. Become a truth ambassador, help out the team and, uh, I get to enjoy some German chocolate cake, Timothy's coffee. All right, oh, it's hot. Let's go into this, watch the water. Something that I had not expected to happen.
0: A concern about the water and not to drink it. And there were certain things that I could say and could not say. And I referenced that certain people's lives might be at risk. And one of those people is here with me now, Dr. Brian Artis, thanks a lot for being here.
3: I do really appreciate the opportunity to do this. Yeah, this is actually gonna be the only time I've ever been nervous in any interview. I'm not kidding, like I've never been nervous to discuss anything in relationship to the COVID pandemic whatsoever. But this has bothered me and has scared me. Putting things out
0: is probably oftentimes the best way to protect yourself. Um, But people
3: have lost their lives over what you're about to tell the world. I have to get this off my chest. My spirit's like screaming to say something and bring it to the forefront to protect as many innocent lives as possible. That's all I've been trying to do since May of 2020. As you know, when I read Anthony Fauci's memo on remdesivir, when I actually just hyperlinked, clicked the links to the studies that he was quoting saying that remdesivir was safe and effective, I knew right away that he was lying. I knew right away that this drug was going to be used to mass murder a whole bunch of innocent people in America that did not need to die. Then he was going to sell the world on the idea in the media that they were dying of a virus when in fact i knew they were being poisoned to death with this drug i knew 30 percent of all people were going to experience multiple organ failure kidney failure septic shock and hypotension that's what the studies said now we're a year and a half after that and it's exactly the numbers that i said based on those studies i'm pretty much called the remdesivir guy everywhere i go which is odd for a retired chiropractor to be referenced as a pharmaceutical guy <laughs> but it is true remdesivir is a very toxic deadly drug There are a lot of medical doctors and professionals who will mention it that as it's just proven to be ineffective, it is not ineffective. It is very toxic and deadly. It is known and proven to actually injure specific organs in your body. It targets specific organs. This is a part of why I think my spirit is so moved to make sure this gets out, is that uh, in January, January 21st of this year, so just two months ago, uh, the FDA decided to authorize remdesivir as the only drug to be authorized to be used in all newborns in this country. I can't, I cannot even fathom the men or women in charge that would actually do that. So it's now been moved since January 21st of 2022. It's been moved out of hospitals as the only drug to be used, only allowed in hospitals this entire pandemic. Now they're moving it into in and out of hospital care for children, as young as newborns, seven pounds heavy through the 18 year pediatric age range. It's the only authorized drug. There is nothing else that they're allowing for COVID-19 treatment. And I find that incredibly evil. And then they've also now canceled uh, monoclonal antibody uses throughout the United States and all US territories for COVID-19 early treatment. And they're moving remdesivir to the uh, infusion centers where they were using monoclonal antibodies as the only IV infusion drug allowed. I have been moved with one singular purpose since May of 2020. When I read Anthony Fauci's memo about remdesivir, I felt this spark inside of me that I now had to go voice to the world a warning to try to protect as many innocent lives as possible from being killed. So let's talk about what happened. It all started with a text. There's a medical doctor that I admire and love because he has nonstop from the beginning of COVID Uh, has had the ability to project information and say to people around the world, you do not have to fear COVID. We have an answer. This guy has been on many stages with me. He still practices right now medicine and is an ER doc. And he sent me a text. It actually was dated December 1st. The text read, Hey, Dr. Artis, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? And I realized when I saw him that he must have saw an interview I did on InfoWars. So Kate Daly done an interview with me and wanted to go over my thoughts of monoclonal antibodies. Well, I had been given some research studies that actually bothered me. I didn't like the idea. Based on the data in these research studies, I didn't think monoclonal antibodies were safe. Long-term, not short-term, but long-term. Right. Now, I read the, the actual text message, got in the shower, and while I was in the shower, I was sitting there thinking, why would he send me that text? It has nothing to do with COVID, like zero, nothing to do with COVID. So I'm going through this, and I'm thinking about the text and all my brain keeps going to is why is he mentioning? Wouldn't I go get antivenom? Is there something about antivenom I don't know? So I actually got a shower, went and got on the the internet, and I wanted to know what are what is it, antivenom. Only to find out that most antivenoms are monoclonal antibodies or polyclonal antibodies. And then I got it. Then I knew why he sent it to me. He wanted me to immediately see a question that he knew i would say of course i would if i got bit by a rattlesnake of course i'm going to go to the hospital and get anti-venom so in his mind i think he knew this was a way or god inspired him to send me this message that uh dr Artis would be able to relate yes to the answer then go figure out why it is he would say yes okay this is where it all started i will repeat what steve kirsch said to an audience with me last month. He said, if the CDC says something to do, you do the opposite. If the NIH says to do something, go the opposite. FDA, do the opposite. I'm sitting there realizing that antivenom is monoclonal antibodies, and then I immediately revert back to, in my own head, uh, I'm not trusting anything the CDC, NIH, or FDA says, is our federal health agencies are they recommending monoclonal antibodies for COVID-19? Now, this is in the middle of December. No, they're not. Right. They've been bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies this whole time. You stripped them out of Florida when DeSantis wanted to use them. And then January 21st of this year, they totally stripped out monoclonal antibodies. They do not want you touching monoclonal antibodies. They also didn't want you from the beginning to touch hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. They also don't want you touching ivermectin. Mm-hmm. They also don't want you touching NAC, yes. N-acetylcysteine. So, the things they tell you to avoid, we know they're telling you to avoid because they work. So, when I realized that the federal health agencies actually were not supporting monoclonal antibodies, I mean, it's very, in an instant, I realized I was wrong. Right. That the CDC, NIH, and the FDA are bad mouthing monoclonal antibodies for a reason. They know they work.
0: And we believe that this is because they want people intentionally to not recover.
3: Absolutely certain. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Oh, no, this is a. This actually got way more evil for me since I read that text than even before I read the text. I cannot believe the amount of evil behind this pandemic with what I've realized since then. I realized all of a sudden that monoclonal antibodies are anti venom the federal government doesn't want us using anti-venom. Why are they bashing anti-venom and why are we finding anti-venom works against COVID? Is it not a virus? Is it a venom? Like, this is what I want to know, like, is COVID a venom and this is why they don't want you using monoclonal antibodies? I mean, that sounds completely insane as a theory. It is completely insane. I mean,
0: how, how would the masses be infected by snake bites? Yeah, let me ask you a question.
3: Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you believe the mass media is controlled? Of course. You actually do believe that? Yes. So you believe that whatever's being pumped out in the media is being orchestrated and controlled? Of course. Like across all of it? Across all of it. Okay, good. All right, so (laughs) in my head, I was like, okay, how do they keep people on that story? So there's this mass media group who are telling a huge story. They're all telling the same story around the world. Whenever anybody says anything against that narrative, What do they use now to combat that in the mainstream media? Disinformation. Yeah, they call them fact checkers. Yeah, fact checkers, yeah. Fact checking is the opposite of fact checking. (laughs) The arbiters of lies are the fact checkers. By definition, fact checkers are to divert you from truth and take you back to a narrative you're being sold worldwide. Right. If it's true, if it's true that COVID could actually be snake venom. And how I got there was, they don't support the use of anti-venom called monoclonal antibodies because they work. The easiest way to figure that out is, has that ever been fact-checked? And I wanted to know, was there ever any mention that the source could have been a snake? Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. Over and over and over in the media in January and February of 2020 are non-stop publications that the original source could either be from bats, snakes, or pangolins. And every time the snake is mentioned, fact-checkers, one, two, three, four, five, six, constantly fact-check it and spin it to the bats. There's no fact-checking about bats, They they keep letting you look at bats. In the beginning, in January of 2020, the scientists inside of China said this can't be from these bats. These bats hibernate, and it's the winter. When they did genetic sequences from the antibodies in the people who were sick in Wuhan, they found that their genetic sequence was not most like bats. They were most like two snakes, proteins from the Chinese crate and the king cobra. Then I find in April of 2020, there's a research study published in France where they're finding that the receptors in the brain called nicotinic acetylcholinesterase receptors, that these are actually bound most tightly to snake venom of crate and cobra is what they're finding. And that the spike protein from SARS-CoV-2 is most identical to Chinese crate and king cobra venom. Then I find out that there's a there's an actual doctor who works at the University of Pittsburgh this in May. This is in, this is insane,
4: right
3: here. In May of 2020. Yeah. Works in a computational lab dealing with genetic sequencing, and he's been researching for five months sequencing of spike proteins, trying to solve the mystery of SARS-CoV-2 victims. And he says he's got a big thing to, big press release, they're gonna actually announce all their findings. And Bing Lu is his name.
4: Set back in the quest to understand coronavirus after a researcher is shot and killed. 37-year-old Bing Lu was on the verge of making significant findings on COVID-19.
3: And that's when I freaked out. That's when I freaked out. Also, all of the clippings in the media when they interview his boss, who is still at the University of Pittsburgh, last name is Bahar. Every time he was interviewed, he said that they were going to publish the work they found through Bing Lu's work in their department. That's never been published. I'd like to know why a year and a half later that's never been published. A year and a half. Where is it? And then all of a sudden the realization came that uh, this is the great lie. When I say that they have lied to you about everything in relationship to COVID, they've even lied about the viral part of COVID. Now you have to understand here, my entire stance for the last year and a half has been to educate, warn people about hospital protocols because of a drug called remdesivir. Right. So in this realization that this could all be related to venom, Something bothered me in the January 21st EUA that came out from the FDA about remdesivir. In this 42-page document, it actually says there's only one drug that cannot be co-administered with remdesivir at the same time because it negates the antiviral properties of remdesivir, and that drug is hydroxychloroquine. In 2020, January, there's this incredible study that's published where there's been over like a 10 year period where a company has been funding a research study, gene mapping all the genes of the venoms and proteins and peptides inside of King Cobra venom. And in January, 2020, they published their findings. Oh, ask me if I was shocked when I saw that it was 19 toxic venom proteins that they isolated that specifically target organs in your body. So I go to the funding part of this study, and I want to know, well, how many, who funded this, and how many companies? It says that uh, the majority of the company's funding and studies' funding came from a company called Genentech. Genentech is a subsidiary of a company called Roche. I don't know anything about these companies. I've never even heard of them. The employees of Genentech, who were the authors of this study, said they have a conflict of interest because they share. They actually. Old shares and stocks in Roche, and all I did was go like this. This is not a joke. I was like Genentech. I've never heard of Genentech. Is there a correlation between Genentech and, and Gilead? This is not a joke. I typed it on the internet. Is there a connection to Genentech and, and Gilead? Oh, my God. Gilead bought two facilities that deal with biological studies from Genentech in 2011 and then brought 55 of their executives into Gilead in 2011, just when that King Cobra study started. Gilead is the manufacturer of remdesivir. Guess what's been known since 2005? Blocks. The nicotine receptors in the brainstem being injured by cobra venom and viper venom. Guess what drug does that? Chloroquine hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Remdesivir, packaged and stored as it is delivered to hospitals, comes in a little glass vial. It's called lyophilized powder. It actually has a white to yellowish tint. Guess what color snake venom has when it's stored? Then to be diluted in sodium chloride or distilled water, to be administered in an IV. Or if people are buying King Cobra Venom lyophilized, They mix it in the same preparation as listed on the fact sheet for remdesivir to actually take cobra venom or any other viper venom and inject it into horses to make monoclonal antibodies. When you read the emergency use authorization for remdesivir, it states, this one from January 21st, that every practitioner who administers this to a COVID patient, pediatric or not, you have to evaluate for what's called prothrombin time prothrombin time means if it increases the prothrombin time, it means it's taking your blood's ability to coagulate and making it longer. So it thins your blood. You can't clot. Right. You will internally bleed to death with remdesivir. It is stated on the emergency use observation. Every patient has to have its prothrombin time checked before you give it remdesivir and during treatment. Do you know what, uh, you know what king cobra venom does to the blood? It makes it so that it can't clot? It makes it so it can't clot. You know what one of the evidences is? It's prothrombin time. And if you look at the CDC's website and the NIH's website on the adverse events from remdesivir called Veklury, it actually it actually says it increases prothrombin time, which is exactly what king cobra venom does to the human body. And remdesivir is lyophilized peptides, proteins, of King Cobra Venom, the University of Arizona published uh, last summer a paper when they actually evaluated the blood samples and tissues of people who died, hundreds of them from two different hospitals, after being treated for COVID, which means they got what drug? Remdesivir. When they evaluated their blood, the title of their published article is Welcome back. Why do
4: some people seemingly perfectly healthy die from COVID and others don't? It's a question baffling experts during this pandemic. That sure is. And new research from the University of Arizona suggests we're closer to getting an answer. As Team 12's Jess Winters explains, it seems to boil down to an enzyme that's also found in rattlesnake venom. What does this rattlesnake have to do with COVID-19 deaths? We turned
3: much of my research in my lab towards covid a year and a half
4: ago. Chilton says he got blood samples from more than 100 patients in a New York ICU. They either had no COVID, a mild, moderate, or severe case of the virus. He did some fancy-schmancy artificial intelligence in his lab and discovered two distinct patterns in the people who were dying from COVID.
3: These patterns, number one, told us that the, the vital organs were in trouble, but the other looked as if they were being attacked by some enzyme
4: he says he then found the highest concentration of this enzyme that has ever been found in humans
3: these levels attacking internal organs means multiple organ failure and death
4: so where do the rattlesnakes come into play
3: this enzyme is a humanized version part of the same family as the active ingredient in snake venom
4: In simple terms, this enzyme related to rattlesnake venom that's been found in humans is likely causing tremendous damage, leading to COVID-19 deaths.
3: And then they take you through all of the elevated enzymes in the blood samples of these people that are naturally found in rattlesnake venom and viper venom that are in levels they've never seen before. Do You wanna know how they got there? Five to 10 days of remdesivir. They've known since 2005, if you inject a mouse, with cobra venom you inject it like they're doing with remdesivir injecting into your veins it actually causes a cytokine storm in the lungs of all animals i am convinced that covid19 is not a respiratory virus of any kind it is actually venom poisoning and they're using i believe synthesized peptides and proteins from venoms of snakes And they're administering them and targeting them to certain people. Now, the amazing thing about these 19 toxins found in cobra venom, they're specifically sequenced to target specific organs. Like the pancreas in a diabetic. Like the heart in a heart disease patient. Like the liver in a hepatitis patient. Wait, wait,
0: wait. So if I die because I'm a cancer patient or if I die from some sort of liver-related function, because I've had liver problems, if I die, then it'll be undetectable. It'll be untraceable. They're gonna chalk it up. Of course this diabetic
3: died. This is the most original of all bioweapons ever. Snake venom. (laughs) I mean, we know how poisonous snakes are. This is the most obvious bioweapon ever. When I say this is the most evil thing I've ever encountered in my entire life, could you ever have imagined? that the one greatest symbol of evil in all of Christendom, what is the symbol of evil in Christianity? The serpent. The serpent. Can you think of anything more evil than envenomating the entire world with snake venom and then injecting snake venom into your veins? and then using mRNA technology that they've been isolating from snake venom for years that they know are unusually stable, more stable than any other mRNA they've isolated from other natural organisms for decades. 2015, they took mRNA from cobra venom, crate venom, and they actually wrapped the mRNA in nanoparticle hydrogel. How often have you heard about that with these new mRNA vaccines? And they made it even more stable. Then they actually added what's called Dynabeads to those nanoparticle hydrogels, surrounding the mRNA of snake venom, and it made it even more stable. It made it last longer. It made it easier to get inside of your cells. Do you know what Dynabeads are? Magnetic metal nanoparticle.
2: They're showing pictures of people sticking magnets to their arms and sticking to the metal after the shot. Do
3: you have
5: any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of... uh
2: so at this point, this is an investigation whether or not the CIA was being involved with any type of media um, and any television networks or mass media control. And it's says soon the CIA expanded the project to influence content in the film and television.
5: Getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I-
2: It was called Operation Mockingbird.
5: I'd like to get into an executive session. What's going on? Your prayers have been answered, Donald. Ah, uh, apparently I'm dying. Could you get him a chair, please? No, no, no. I've been poisoned. Poisoned? By whom? Someone within my organization. Someone with access to an offshore account that was used to fund recent attacks against me. Eleven people had access to that account. Last evening, I called those eleven to a dinner to confront them. What happened next? I only remember pieces. The restaurant what it looked like, not where it was. I remember holding a glass of wine, but not bringing it, although I'm sure I must have. I need you to find the pharmacotoxicologist who I believe crafted the deadly cocktail and get the antidote from it. What do you know about him?
4: There's a man who <laughs> told me he's known as...
5: <clears throat> the apothecary.
4: A druggist whose potions hijack the immune system, causing any number of allergic reactions. Each one impossible to identify unless you know what you're looking for. An exotic venom might replicate a drug overdose. A personally tailored allergic reaction might trigger cardiovascular collapse.
5: The apothecary can create embolisms, aneurysms, inhibit respiration, induce paralysis. We're looking for corticosteroids, bronchodilator. Go, 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 I'm high.
4: Corticosteroids.
5: I've lived my entire adult life surrounded by it. Corona of death. Some days i even long for it. But lately, uh, I find I'm unwilling to go gentle into that good night.
4: Bronco, die later.
5: That is the
0: bad news. There's good news? The lab did find one distinct element in the molecular structure of the drops taken from Robert Dolly's apartment. A peptide unique to the venom of Ugaris flaviceps, also known as the red-headed krite.
2: That was a little bit of premonition from the 2016 season four episode 15 called the blacklist basically they already knew about how this worked how they could poison people with snake venoms out of droplets or liquids or some kind of concoction so they uh, put this in and we'll continue on
3: when i saw this i knew i knew i was right i knew i was supposed to see that because it was confirmation to me that other people knew this was planned all along, which we've known this is a plan. The FBI figures out that it's actually peptides found in crate venom that poisoned Reddington. In the show, you learn that he was poisoned by drinking. It was put in his drink. And then I realized something. I realized how they've been spreading this.
2: They're using a COVID test in the sink. On the city and it came out positive.
3: I've actually told my wife six months prior to this that it's very odd when you go on the CDC's website that they have this wastewater surveillance tab on the COVID data tracker site. Yeah. And they have 400 water testing sites in 37 cities in this country. What no one knows is the data from the CDC between January of 2020 and September of 2020 in relationship to their water testing of these 37 cities. They only let people know they were doing it in September of 2020 and now are releasing that data. They now just announced two weeks ago, Walensky did of the CDC, that they're now upping their water testing. They say and have been reporting to media outlets that how it works is they are PCR testing our wastewater because we, as we get COVID-19, are pooping it in the water and we're going to test our wastewater and we can tell the city when there's high amounts of SARS-CoV-2 in the water, they can actually tell that same community four or five days later is going to be an outbreak of COVID-19 in that city. Wait a minute. That's backwards. That is completely backwards. If if a community has had SARS-CoV-2 go through their body, right. they already had their symptoms. When they eliminated the virus, supposedly the virus, out of their body and it ends up in your wastewater, you no longer have symptoms. Right. How could you know and then be able to confirm in the future, four to five days from now, when we find it in your wastewater supply from your city? When we see it being shed in your water, four to five days later, we can actually tell you there's going to be an outbreak in your city? It's not because there's an outbreak in that city. Just like in the show Blacklist. I had to break this down for every aspect of COVID. One thing that's been very unique to COVID is this sense of loss of taste and smell Mm. that lasts for months, even even years. Holy cow. I had no idea. They already knew this did this to people. When you drink it for the... People who are the natural healers or the individuals who've got bitten when they actually suck the venom of cobra into their mouth and then spit it out, they have this loss of taste and smell that can last 12 months, a year and a half. It's just from having it exposed in the mouth, which is exactly what's happening when it's being put into our water. Now, the thing about the water is this. They are using the water systems because they can target specific demographics. They are absolutely confident that the peptides they have chosen for covid circulated throughout the earth and throughout the populace specifically targets and the vaccines and the mrna in the vaccines specifically target organs like your spleen your pancreas for diabetics that's a concern brain tissue liver tissue lung tissue and heart tissue so if you already have a disease process of inflammation of any of those organs You are the ones they're targeting.
0: So the people that work at my water treatment facility are aware of this? They're in on it?
3: No. Okay. No. The CDC's in on it. And the CDC is working with contracting companies to make sure they do it.
5: Wild and kind. Kent is kind
3: tasting to your taste buds. Kind tasting to your throat. So there's nothing to disturb your
5: full enjoyment of the goodness of Kent's finest quality tobaccos. So get your taste buds back to normal.
3: There are nicotine receptors in your brainstem that control your diaphragm. Your diaphragm has to contract to be able to allow oxygen at all to get into your lungs. They are using crate venom and cobra venom, calling it COVID-19, you're drinking it, it's getting it into your brainstem and it's paralyzing your diaphragm's ability to breathe. I cannot say this enough, in the very beginning of COVID, it was being reported around the world that the least demographic represented in hospitals being hospitalized for COVID-19 were smokers. Around the world, it was less than 5% of everybody in hospitals were actually smokers. And they found that odd only because this was a respiratory virus. Wouldn't it be that the people who are shoving tobacco and nicotine in their lungs would be more apt to be traumatized by a novel respiratory virus, but that's not what they saw. What was amazing is when this started getting reported in the first six months of COVID in 2020 around the world, guess what our federal government did? Anthony Fauci, the NIH CDC and, and the FDA all came out and started pumping in the media that there's no better time than right now to <laughs> quit smoking. And they actually lied to you, and they lied to the entire world and said smokers are being hospitalized at rates higher than any other demographic. Well, the truth is, these nicotine receptors that are affected by cobra venom and crepe venom that control your ability to breathe and was causing your oxygen levels to fall, that on a pulse oximeter, looks like you have pneumonia. No, you weren't. You were being paralyzed, actually. You couldn't breathe and your heart rhythm was actually being dropped by the same receptors. Do you know that smokers, nicotine ties to those, and then cobra venom and crate venom can't bind to those receptors, so it can't paralyze your diaphragm? So they knew and were theorizing in France in April of 2020 when they figured out that it was the nicotine receptors that control the diaphragm's ability to breathe was what the spike protein was targeting because it most looked like the neurotoxin, neuro being brain, Neurotoxin of crate and cobra venom, they started theorizing that studies need to be done that we start giving people nicotine to protect them from getting COVID. It absolutely is known that nicotine is protective against COVID 19 because it stops these venoms from damaging and connecting to these nicotine receptors in your brain that control your diaphragm's ability to breathe. But once you go into a hospital because you can't breathe, if you're not a smoker and you don't do the nicotine, they put you on remdesivir. Remdesivir is venom from a cobra. It's attacking itself, attaching itself to the nicotine receptors in your brain. You then can't breathe. And then at the same time, it destroys the inside of your, of your lungs through what's called a cytokine storm. That is what cobra venom does. We've got to get this guy on a ventilator or this gal. And then they say they've got to put you on a ventilator. Why are they putting you on ventilators? They're putting you on ventilators because uh, they're going to put you on sedation drugs to put you on the vent, and they can actually murder you by euthanizing you with drugs that act similarly to the venom. They have to sedate you because when they go to shove a tube down your trachea to get into your lungs. You'll pull it out. You'll pull it out or you'll fight them as they're trying to shove it in there. So they have to sedate you. So they use morphine, fentanyl, Presidex, lorazepam, or midazolam. Those five drugs act on the same centers of your brain that control the diaphragm's breathing and your heart's ability to breathe. These drugs are euthanizing drugs, and they actually will put you on these protocols. At the same time they have you on remdesivir, the entire attempt is to slow down your breathing and your diaphragm, and you will die. They've got the cocktail down pat. The average person dies on day nine of COVID-19 hospitalized treatment. They only authorize, per the NIH, two five-day treatments of remdesivir. It's amazing that the ninth day is the day that most people died. In February of 2020, the Wall Street Journal was allowed to produce an article, and they particularly speak to the word virus in coronavirus pandemic. And in this article, it actually states that the Latin definition historically for virus originally and historically, virus meant and means venom. So I started to wonder, well, what about the name Corona Does it have a Latin definition or a definition at all? So I actually looked up what's the definition. And on dictionary.com, it brings up 13 definitions. Corona religiously, ecclesiastically means gold ribbon at the base of a miter. And I didn't know what a miter was. So I copied it and pasted it and then hit images. So this actually could read the Pope's Venom pandemic. It also can read crown Corona means crown also in Latin terms. Corona means crown. Visually, we see kings represented with a crown symbol. So put that together for me. King Cobra Venom. It actually could read King Cobra Venom pandemic. I've said this for about a year now that I actually believe this is more of a religious war on the entire world. Uh, I've been adamant about that actually the message of christ forever was he's the master healer and faith precedes all miracles not vaccines he made a blind man see
0: right he touched the leper
3: so why are we actually trust putting more faith in drugs and why is a man of the cloth supposedly putting more faith in science and a drug than he is in telling people to pray to god God's greatest creation was you, and you are made up of a DNA strand of genetics that are unique to you. If I was going to do something incredibly evil, how ironic would it be that the Catholic Church or whoever would use the one symbol of an animal that represents evil in all religion which is either the snake or the dragon, which is actually just a snake with legs, you take that snake or that serpent and you figure out how to isolate genes from that serpent and get those genes of that serpent to insert itself into your God-given created DNA. I think this is the plan all along, was to get the serpents, the evil ones, DNA into your God created DNA, and they figured out how to do it with this this mRNA technology. They're using mRNA, which is mRNA extracted from, I believe, the King Cobra venom. The King Cobra venom. And I think they want to get that venom inside of you and make you a hybrid of Satan, no longer just belonging to God or a creation of God's. When I say that the mRNA inside of the Pfizer Moderna shots is actually derived from snake venom, yeah, it just sounds crazy, right? It's Yes. But I want you to read. Do you know? I, I want you to read from July 6th, last year, 2021, the co-founder of Moderna. Read the title. Show it to the camera. Moderna co-founder using mRNA technology to treat venomous snake bites. It goes on to say that he's going to help create and co-found a company called Ophirix. Look it up, it's phenomenal, Ophirix. Ophirix is a brand new company based in San Francisco that actually is going to solely work on creating anti-venom drugs for snake bites. Guess who funds this thing? The whole company. Uh, The Department of Defense. The Department of Defense, the Welcome Trust Fund, and the United Nations. Incredible. Okay, all right, so this is great. No, no,
0: just let's, let's wrap our heads around that for a second how many snakebite victims are there it's like hundred thousand people uh, hundred thousand people will die from snake bites but this is enough for the ceo of moderna to make that this is a huge issue but not only that but the importance for the department of defense and for the united nations to get on board and to fund such a
3: venture dr hoff out of canada uh, after evaluating his vaccinated patients was able to determine those who had received them mRNA vaccines. They all had elevated D dimers and he checked that because they all complained of extreme fatigue, like long haulers COVID symptoms. And he was enlightened to, to do this D dimer test and then found every single one of them had elevated D dimers. Now I want you to read on Medscape. I just printed this out <laughs> from medscape.com. What is it that medical doctors are trained to look for when they see elevated D-dimers. So read the title and I want you to read the fifth bullet point. How are elevated D-dimer levels interpreted? Snake venom poisoning. So even medical doctors are trained to look for elevated D-dimers and to know that this is a possible snake venom poisoning. Poisoning. And and notice they didn't use the word snake Snake bite victim. Snake venom poisoning. And I was like, oh my God, it's in the mRNA shots for sure. This is why you're seeing this. They even talk about it on here that D-dimer is a reflection of fibrinogen uh, and its ability to control coagulation. And that it's usually at normal low levels inside of people who are fine. But then these D-dimers get extremely elevated after snake venom poisoning. Venom poisoning. The kidney failure caused by remdesivir is the number one organ targeted by king cobra venom. It's the number one. There isn't anything in relationship to symptomatology of COVID-19, injuries post COVID-19 vaccines, treatment with remdesivir that cannot be correlated back in research studies to venom from cobras, crates, and other vipers. So when somebody gets bit by a snake,
0: particularly a King Cobra or a crate, what is the long-term prognosis for these people? So these people that have been injected oh, yeah. this jab remorse, I mean, there's been a lot of people like Zev Zelenko, who I respect tremendously, has come out and said, you have a ticking time bomb inside
3: of you. Uh, is that true? Yeah, your body's now been put, had gene sequences put into you or peptides put into you of venom. Yeah. And that actually continues, particularly one bite after another those disease processes become even more exaggerated. This is why they want to continue doing the booster shot program. My wife and I are driving back towards our home, and it's late afternoon. We dropped her car off at a a mechanic shop, and she she said, you need to get something to eat, because I'll get hangry, a little snippy. When I get hungry, it's like 2.30 in the afternoon. And she goes, "Uh, where would you like to eat? And I said, let's just go to this Chinese restaurant right here. And she looked at me, and she goes, Really? We haven't had Chinese food in years. I mean, it's yeah. been at least five years. So we go into this payway, order the food. I go to the bathroom. By the time I come out to the bathroom and sit down, my wife's already got the foods, sat in front of her, the plates. And then there's two fortune cookies that Jane has selected out of a barrel. But my wife is a uh, desserts-first kind of girl. So when I sat down at the table, the fortune cookie's already open, and she's already eaten it, and the fortune cookie's sitting there above her. Well, the fortune is sitting above her plate. Mm-hmm. So I sit down, and I look at her, and I said, uh, Well, I guess I'll eat my dessert first, too, since you did yours. I guess I'll open up my fortune cookie. So I opened the fortune cookie, and I cracked it open. And it's opposite the plate, across the plate. And when I cracked it open, the back of the paper of the fortune was facing me. And I quickly saw it as I separated the two ends, and I just spun it around real quick to face me. And I picked it up and read it to my wife, and it reads something like this all of the world's greatest riches begin with one penny.
1: <laughs> I said... How I, profound.
3: I looked at Jane I was like, of course it does. I'm like, who doesn't know that, right? And I sat it down and she's looking at me as she's eating. <laughs> she's like, are you going to eat? And I was just staring at the, the actual paper fortune. And I said, uh, yeah, I'll eat in a minute. And she goes, what's wrong? And I said... It's what's on the back of that fortune cookie that's freaking me out. And usually you'll see like lottery numbers or something random on the back of those cookies. But what I noticed was a name on the back of that fortune. In parentheses on the back of that fortune, as soon as I opened it, are two names. I knew that God was telling me You can't give up, and you have to tell the world. The uh,
2: name on the back of the fortune cookie was Lou Bing, the man who was coming out with the information on coronavirus and uh, basically saying it was a venom or a snake virus that they somehow had been shot. So kind of bizarre. The warning on this is pretty interesting. It's—it's it's different. You won't find this on the mass media. They are searching, but they know what they're doing. Scientists and doctors are searching and trying to find out what's going on. The answer's there, and it seems like it all sounds good and connected. So, any of you analytical thinkers, doctors, uh, scientists—the challenge for you to look into this and uh, and bring it up and let people know. <laughs> if this is the case, then this is definitely uh, evil. Uh, gone berserk the deep dive for truth team is working diligently uh, that came off of uh, Stu Peters Network you guys can find that on Rumble and watch the full movie but it's just the guy talking pretty much you know a couple pictures here or there you just heard most of it everybody's got to figure it out for themselves if another outbreak happens test the water just like you got to test those test kits swabs that they're dipped in chemicals there's a plan go back and listen to silent weapons for a quiet war Kind of revisit that and keep listening and understanding what's happening. It's the driving force. The driving force is the New World Order and the impact on the world and trying to control them and force them to everything. That drives us into a whole other topic. And we'll get into that next. This is Big T for the Deep Dive for Truth team. And I'd just like to say thank you for listening. God, family, country. You're a human being, not an alien. You're part of my family. Believe in those things. And remember, in the words of Jesus Christ, love one another. Love conquers all. God is love. It all makes sense. If there's any hate or any evil or any negative, then it's not for the human species. Until the next time, thanks for listening. Peace.
6: The Deep Dive for Truth team is about digging for the truth. The truth about topics that may or may not be based in reality, but based in the control and manipulation and misguidings of our species by the system. The system that is not for the human species, but for the entitled ones of the human race. If we are going to make a change, we need to do this collectively, using the system against them. Knowledge, resources, species building. We will not be controlled by any government, media, or status group. We will be for you, the human race. We will need your support to tackle this endeavor. We will do this with or without you. But the only way to challenge the system is with everyone's support. There will be connected topics to show the thread of truth from beginning to the end. Throughout our series, we will be having some fun hoping that the system may not notice us at all, mainly AI. Hidden in the information, we will remove the blindfold obstructing the truth. That truth will be unveiled to those who really want to know. Everything about the removal of 90% of the human race. Binary code messages play on words. Within the jokes, the jests, and the possibilities were proposed. Again, this is fiction. This system is watching. You will be informed as to who, what, where, and why the world is the way it is. You will find out where we are heading and the possibilities of hope and change for our species. The nature of our existence is to gain knowledge. When you follow us to the end, you will become an ambassador of truth. You will be able to spread a warning to our kind. You will be able to spread a message of hope, life, and a future for our species. If you want to follow someone who has been digging deep dives for 35 years and has threaded the needle of truth and who has put the big picture together, then this is for you. Remember, you may not always like what you see, but you will be able to see and sense what is the truth around you. It is time for the great awakening. This is Big T for Truth and the Deep Dive for Truth team. Do you want to know more?
2: Peace.